We thank you so much for being patient. The woman of God is, is going to get ready. Good morning, everyone, woman of God. Such an honor to be before you again this morning, bringing forth uh, the word of encouragement. And I'd like to thank Apostle Joanne Hall for allowing me to bring forth the word this morning. Before we begin, I would like to um, say just a quick prayer before we start. And I just want to thank you this morning for all that has already taken place in your presence, God, the praise and the worship, Lord, the prayer and the opening, God, and and the hostess, for how she has opened the line for us this morning, God. We just surrender our will to you, Lord. And, God, we just ask that you just have your way through us, God. But this is your time. This is your moment, Lord. Um, I just surrender myself to you, God, that you may take over, that you may increase, so that I may decrease, Lord, that you may get the glory this morning through the word of encouragement. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So first and foremost, um, I already knew that I was going to bring forth the word of encouragement, and now I was preparing, and I believed for a while that I was going to be um, talking about faith. So I was preparing for that, you know, thinking like that everything that's been taking place in my life that, excuse me, that that's what God wanted me to speak on. But then I want to say maybe Thursday, all of that changed for me and God showed me that he wanted me to speak on something else. So my scriptures for this morning will be First Peter chapter 5, verse 10, NLT. That's First Peter chapter 5, NLT. Um, my second scripture reference will be Romans 5, verse 4, NLT. That's Romans chapter 5, verse 4, NLT. Also, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 14 to 16, NLT. And last but not least, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. NLT, and that's First Peter, chapter four, verse nineteen. NLT. We're going to start with um, First Peter, chapter five, verse ten, which says, "In his in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore." support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. i read it again. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, 
and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. That's First Peter chapter 5, verse 10, NLT. Our second scripture is Romans chapter 5, verse 4, and it states, And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. I'll read it again. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And that's Romans chapter 5, verse 4, NLT. And my third scripture is First Peter chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, NLT. And it says, if you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed. For the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. Now read that again. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed, for the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. And that's First Peter chapter 4, verses 14 to 16 NLT. And my last scripture is First Peter chapter 4, verse 19, NLT. So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. I'll read that one as well. So if you are suffering... In a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you, for he will never fail you. And that's First Peter chapter 4, verse 19. So with that being said, my title for this morning is Suffering in the Midst of a Blessing. That is, suffering in the midst of a blessing. So as I said, you know, I was already preparing to bring forth the word of encouragement, and I believe that I was going to talk about faith because so many things were falling, well, not were, but are falling, you know, in place for me in my life, things that I've been believing God for and trusting God for 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 years, you know, just believing and, you know, just standing on the word of God and the promises that he has he's spoken over my life, you know, believing for something for so long and um I've I've always I've always told people that, you know, I'm not a stranger to long suffering. Like I know what it means to have to wait for something or to have to 
learn how to have patience because things that I've asked God for haven't always come so quickly for me. I've always had to wait in a sense, or if I was, like, going through something, I didn't always come out of it right away. So um, as I got older, you know, when I went through things, I kind of just, like, you know, brushed it off because I just, like, like I said, like, that was just a part of my life was just to always be going through something. So, you know, on this end, you know, God has been calling me out. I've been able to do so many more things. Like, God has been really stretching me in my belief and stretching me in my faith to understand my identity and who I am in Christ and who he has who has called me to be in the kingdom. And as I've, I've been learning, as I've been learning in that, like, God has been shedding some dead weight off of me, and my eyes have become more open and my ears have, you know, inclined more to the heart of God to be able to hear what it is that God wants me to hear. So in the midst of all that, you know, God has been also enhancing my gifts and, and things like that. And I am so grateful for all that God has has been doing. And um, I've been giving God glory and praising God in the midst of that. And a couple of weeks ago, a woman of God, she gave me a word. And she told me, she's a guy gave her specific instructions. She told me to tie my hair up in a ponytail because I, my hair is short. I was like, I can put it in a ponytail, but I can't do, like, one whole ponytail. I can could, I could do three ponytails. And she was like, okay, well, do three ponytails then. She's like, you know, and, um, and she's like, God's going to bless you for your obedience. So I'm like, okay, you know, I don't have a problem with being obedient, doing the things of God, even though it may seem absurd to someone else. Like, why would you, why would somebody tell you to put three ponytails in your head? But God is so simple in the things that he asks us to do. He just wants us to see if, he wants to see if we trust him enough to even do things that will make us look foolish to someone else, you know, will be foolish for him because we don't know was coming on the other side. So I wore the three ponytails. I had to do it for, I believe, three days. So I wore the three ponytails. And um, I believe I had to take them out maybe that Monday. Yeah, I had to take them out that Monday. So when I took them out, I immediately got blessed and didn't even think about it. Just it was a it was a small blessing, but as soon as I got it, I didn't think nothing about it. I, I immediately sold it. But that's what I felt in my heart to do. Like, as soon as it touched my bank account, I immediately sold the whole amount. Like, didn't think nothing about it. And as the week went by, something I had been waiting for for almost four years, I got a phone call from um, from the agency telling me, like, you know, you know, it's here. Like, everything you've been waiting for, everything you've been looking for is here. And, you know, to be more vulnerable, I'll say um, about four years ago, my father passed away. And before he before he passed away, before he passed away, um, you know, he had made promises to me. And, you know, I trusted my father. We didn't really have, you know, a great relationship most of my life. But in those last 
in those last um, days, you know, we we did come back together. And that was something that I had prayed to God for because my father wasn't in my life. So I had prayed and I asked God if we'd be able to reconnect. And in the midst of that reconnecting, you know, he made certain promises to me. But after he passed away, I, he, I didn't really say anything to anybody, but, you know, he had told other people. So in the midst of that, like, I was getting bum-rushed by everybody left and right, left and right, looking for something, wanting something, wanting answers that I did not have. So fast forward, you know, now all over this time, you know, people have forgot and people have stopped asking questions. And the moment that people stop asking questions is when or stop seeking for things is when God decided to move. So when it happened for me, I was like, wow, you know, I was ecstatic and I was excited. But even in the midst of that, I just could not, I could not, get overjoyed about it. Like I could not really receive it the way that I wanted to receive it because as soon as I got it, I was like, ooh, like, I was like, this is a, this is a big thing. I'm about to go through some stuff. And I had been saying it for maybe a week or so. I was like, I don't know what's going on, I like, but I feel about like something, I like, something major is about to happen in my life. So, you know, as soon as this thing came forward for me, you know, um, I just going day by day, like, Lord, um, like, you really going to have to show me what to do in this next season because I know a shift is about to take place in my life, like, you know, what's going on. And this, I'm praying, and, and I'm, I'm sitting and I'm sitting in my autumn, and I'm just crying out to God because, you know, I was just telling God, I was like, Lord, ever since you've been elevating me, I've just been going through so much in my life, so much. And I was like, and to someone else, it may seem like the, the smallest or the simplest thing, but simply because I gave you my yes and because I accepted the charge you, you placed on my life, now the enemy is coming for me heavy. Like, I was battling things in my mind. Like, I didn't know whether I was coming or going. I was having, I was having panic attacks. Like, and all in the midst of that, God was elevating me. God was in, increasing me. And I and I, I I couldn't believe what was going on. So when I saw First uh, Peter chapter four verse nineteen, where it says, "So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right, and trust your lives to the God who created you, but He would never fail you." And when I saw that scripture, I was like, "Wow, I've been hearing that a lot. Like the things you're going through, you're going through it because you are doing something good." You're going through it because you are pleasing God. So don't stop what you're doing just because, you know, the enemy is attacking you and everything is, all these things are coming up against you. Like, you got to, like, stand firm because you're going to be okay. God got you. And in the midst of that, I'm like, you don't, you don't understand. I'm going through stuff in my marriage. I'm going through stuff with my husband, with my, with my children. I'm going through things in my family. And you're telling me that I'm okay. You're telling me, like, no, you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. And in my mind, I'm like, no, I shouldn't keep doing what I'm doing because I'm getting tore up over here. Like, this, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm in the fight of my life right now, and you're telling me that I'm doing good, that I'm in a good place. And I told God, I was like, Lord, I, was like, I, I thought I was going to talk about faith, Brother, I really feel like now I'm going to be talking about suffering in the midst of a blessing and how you got to stand in the midst of the blessing. And I and it, and it really did not hit me until Thursday. 
And like I said, I was sitting here, and I was praying, and I was like, Lord, I was like, I know I got to bring forth the word on Saturday. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm going to talk about faith, but I was like, I don't know. I, was like, I, I feel like I'm going to be talking about suffering. Because like, right now, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm really suffering. I'm really going through some things, like, um, just so, so much pressure on me. And as I was sitting here, I just felt like this, I just felt like this, like this heaviness come over me, like this, this heavy grief. I felt, I felt like something passed through my, through my chest, and it, and it shook me so bad that like I like sat back in my chair and I was like, "Oh God, like what was that? Like, what did I just feel?" And in the, in the moment that I, that I thought the thought. Cause like I said, I'm, I was already praying. I was already crying out to God just for all the other things that have been going on, going on in my marriage. Praying, like I said, crying out to God, you know, about my marriage and you know how I'm gonna go forth and do ministry and do the things of God and 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 still, you know, have my marriage and still have my children. Like Lord, like how am I gonna continue on, you know, carrying, you know being able to do what you ask me to do when it seems like I'm lacking in other areas or, or or people in my life feel like they're they're being neglected or they're being overlooked because um I'm doing what you ask me to do. I'm right where you asked me to be. But everybody's angry with me. Everybody's upset with me because my my time where I may have been able to freely give it to someone else. Now God is requiring more of me. To whom much is given, much is required. And because God has given me much, he is now requiring more of me. And I have to stand on that and to keep reiterating that to everybody in my life who does not understand. And and like I said, I'm praying out to I'm crying out to God. I'm just like, Lord, like, how am I going to? How am I going to get people to understand this? And as I'm crying out to God about this situation, I get a phone call from my father that someone that was that is so near and dear to me was God. And the moment I heard it, I knew that that feeling that I felt, like that grief of like that I had just lost something else, it, it hit me so hard in my chest because I was like, Lord, why? Why is this? Why, why now? Why when it seems like everything is, is falling in place in my life? I'm, 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 I'm already going through so much. I'm already battling so much. And yet on the, on the outside, it looks like I got it all together. It looks like I just... Like there's like there's nothing going on, there's nothing wrong with me, and then, and I and I have people who who are tell me like, who say the same thing like you look like you got it all together, you look like there's nothing wrong with you, like you just don't have no problems. I'm like that's not the case. I mean if you're looking at me, if that's what you see, you're definitely seeing the peace of God on me, because my inside don't feel like that. To you. I'm walking clear and I'm walking free, but on the inside, I feel like I'm drowning. Like I'm like I'm grasping for air. Like I'm like I'm barely touching the surface. And and here, 
come something else to break me and to tear me down and to make me feel like there's no hope in going forward. Because it's like, why, God? I'm doing everything you ask me to do. And it seems like even as you're blessing, and I want to have joy, and I want to be excited, I feel like for everything that I gain, I'm losing something else that I cherish so much, somebody else that I cherish so much. And it, and it hit me so hard because she was, and this person was, such a major person in my life, like, you know, she was my cousin, and she was, she was 10 years older than me, but in her eyes, we were just the same. She understood me, and she was able to bear my secrets. She understood who I was. She understood you know, that I was different, but I was different for a reason. And, you know, I know God places people, you know, in our life for a season. And in the midst of that, I know that God will bring other people, you know, into your life. Not to replace a person, but so that you don't miss out on that love that you feel like you're not going to have anymore. And I was so broken, and, and I, I was so messed up. I was so messed up um, by the situation. And, you know, I talked to a woman of God, and she asked me, she was like, you know, why? She's like, why are you, you know, so upset considering the circumstances? Because it is believed that, um, you know, my cousin committed suicide. And I told her, I was like, with the situation, you know, I, I don't agree with, with how she how she left this earth, and I I don't know every detail, but I was like, I'm not grieving the situation or her or her way of that. I was like, I'm grieving the loss. I was like, I, I just lost somebody that was close to me. Like, I can't call her no more. I can't tell her my secrets no more. I can't share my accomplishments with her anymore. Like, and, and I was thinking about it, and like I said, I was going, I was thinking about it, and I was like, Lord, like, all of my first in life, she was there. When I graduated from high school, she was there. When I got married, she sat there with me, and she did my makeup for me. I'm like, when I, when I had my first child, she came to my house. And she sat with me, and she, even though she did not have children, you know, we, I, I remember I was, we were sitting there, and she was holding my, she was holding my daughter, and you know, we were going tit for tat about how to swaddle a baby because I had wrapped, I had just like wrapped her in the blanket, and she called me Pooh. She said, Pooh, you didn't do it right. You did not do it right. You did not wrap this. You didn't swaddle her right. I was like, you know, what do you, like, what do you know? You don't have any children? She was like, no, but you were my baby. I may not have had children. I may have not had children of my own, but you were always my baby. So whatever I needed to know about children, I learned through you. So listen, I'm going to show you how to swallow this baby. So, you know, she was so smart and, and a very well-educated person. 
But I'm like, you know, thinking about it, like, even in life, like, you don't understand what a person is going through. And even though I knew the things that she was battling with, my the thing that hurt me the most it was, like, as much as I talked to my cousin, as much as I tried to speak life into my cousin, even though she was way older than me, there was nothing that I could say to make her stay. There was nothing that I or anyone that could do to make her want to keep living. And I said, in all of this, like, I was just praying. Like, I, I, I couldn't really fathom the idea. I'm still trying to fathom the idea. And I was talking to a man, a guy, he, had, he, had, he was talking about character and how when God calls you, he said, it's not about the mantle. It's about your character. That God does not have to build the mantle. He has to build your character to be able to carry said mantle because the mantle doesn't change, but we are physical people, so we're always changing. So that's where Romans 5 and 4 comes into play. And he says, an endurance develops, develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And when he said something about character and I saw this scripture, I was like, wow, like, my suffering are shaping my character. It's hard and, and it hurts. And yeah, it may be suffering, but I also know that suffering also can mean passion. What am I so passionate about that I'm willing to suffer so much to get it? I'm passionate about God. I'm passionate about my relationship with Christ, that I'm willing to give up anything and everything to please my God. And in the midst of that, I am suffering, and I am going through things. But in the midst of me suffering, God is shaping my character and showing me how to stay meek and how to stay humble because there are people waiting for me. And even though my cousin is no longer here, I didn't lose that soul. She made a choice. And that's something that God had to really minister to me about was that I did not lose that soul. She made a choice to not keep on living because she could not fight the demons or overcome the demons that she was battling in life. And I started to think, like, someone, and someone asked me, was like, what she say? I said, you know, to be honest, I don't know. And it was hard to say that because I grew up in church with my cousin, and we went through life together. And, yes, she talked about God. Yes, we talked about Jesus. But I also know that, my, like I said, I know my cousin was, was battling a lot of demons. She was on antidepressants. She was on medication for anxiety because she could not herself fathom the fact that she lost her sister at such a young age, and that really broke her. But even over the years, you know, you can tell somebody something so much. You can try to make people aware of things so much, but if they are not paying attention to what's going on around them or the people who are around them, then a person can be lost. A person can be overlooked. And and even when it came down to my cousin, you know, I was talking to my mom, and you know what's crazy? 
other all of this time I've been asking the same question to everybody. Do you think it's safe for my cousin to be alone by herself? Do you think it's it's okay for her at any time to be left alone for long periods? And everybody was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. You know, she's fine. She's grown. She's a grown woman. Yeah, I get all that. But what about her mind, though? She a grown woman, but her mind ain't all the way intact. And nobody wanted to hear what I was saying, even when the signs were there. And even like I said, and even with all this going on, like I said, I could not fathom it, but then I had to just come to an understanding of, like, this was a battle that's been going on for years. She'd been crying out for years, going to therapies for years and being and giving pills. Not giving help, but giving medication. And all of that, I'm telling people, like, yo, like, this ain't good. Now she's not getting help, but she's still, now she's, she's self-medicating. And it, and it got to a point, like, I'm, I was thinking about all this, and God was bringing all of this to me, like, as I was studying. And I was like, I, I, I just thought about the fact that, uh, of how my cousin, um, how the situation went about and how she was found. And I was like, you know what? I was like, there were so many occasions where my cousin would go off the grid for weeks at a time, calling, texting, no answer. And then when she did pick up the phone, she had been on a binge for two weeks, sleeping, sleeping her life away. And nobody's paying attention to the signs. Nobody's saying, oh, we need to get her more help. Even though I'm telling everybody, no, she need, little, she need more help than what you think. Going to school, getting, getting all these degrees ain't helping it. Going and, going and reading a dictionary every day is not settling her mind. She needs help. But what happens when you're crying out and somebody crying out on your behalf but nobody listening? And I thought about I was like, man, I've, I've been, ever since God been elevating me, I was, I've been battling things, so many things in my mind. And I was like, I remember one day I had gotten into a really bad situation with my husband, and I got in the car, and I was driving to a place. And in the midst of that situation, I had a suicidal thought. I had a moment of thinking. I should just drive in the traffic and end it all. Because why should I have to suffer so much for doing something that I love so much? And God really had to minister to me. Like I said, even with all the scriptures that I have about suffering and going through, God really had to just, God really had to like really minister to me. Like I said, in First Peter Chapter 5, verse 10, it says, In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. And I thought about it, you know, I don't know fully if my cousin was saved or if she had a, a relationship with Christ when she passed away. But I was thinking about it like, you know, I I am safe. And I do know that I have glory through Jesus Christ. But as I also said, it said, after you have suffered for a little while, and I thought about the question that I asked, I was like, why, God, why, God? Why, why do I have to suffer 
for the things that I love. Why? And I thought about it. Jesus did the same thing for us. He didn't have to. He suffered because he loved us. And he went through all of those things. He carried all of that weight and he bore on the cross because of his love for us. And he was willing to do it. His whole heart was in it. And why was his whole heart in it? Why was he able able to do it? Was because he already knew, like, yes, I'm doing this for them, but my father is getting the glory out of this. And while my father is getting the glory out of this, I know there's a blessing on the other end for me. And as he died on that cross, he gave his life for us, and they put him in a tomb, and he stayed there for three days. And when he rose up, he was on a firm foundation. He was standing on the very promises of God. He was standing on the very word that he had been spoke, speaking throughout his whole ministry. And I got to think to myself, God has given me so many promises, so many prophetic words. And I speak them all the time and say I'm standing on the word of God and I'm standing on the things of God. But do I, But at times, I can waver when I'm going through something. At times, it can cause me to question whether I need to be here or not or whether I'm worthy enough to carry this mantle. But then I have to understand that my salvation came through the suffering of someone else. Because someone else was willing and loved me enough to die so that I may have life. And I thought about it, like I said, when God ministered to me, that I did not lose that soul, but there are other souls that are tied to me, that are connected to my life. And if I don't have the heart of Christ, and if I'm not willing to suffer and bear this cross so that someone else, can come to salvation, why am I here? Why did I pick up this mental? Why did I accept this charge? If I'm not willing to suffer, not for myself, but suffer from someone else. And I had to think, like, all of these things I'm going through, and like I said, so many blessings coming my way, so many doors opening up, and I'm like, like I said, I wanted to rejoice. I wanted to rejoice. But there was so much, I was going through so much. I guess I felt like I was, I felt like I was drowning. But when God gave me that revelation, I had to stand up and say, you know, I got to stand. And I have so many examples of what it looks like to stand in the midst of adversity. What it looks like to stand when the enemy is on your neck. What it looks like to stand when it feels like you're losing everything. And a woman got a woman, a woman got Apostle Joanne, and she, she spoke that message to us when she was talking about sacrifice. She said, we do not get to choose our sacrifices. We don't get to choose what is an acceptable sacrifice to God. And even as I was, even, 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 in, even in this grief, I'm, find, I'm finding a reason to have joy. I'm finding a reason to praise God. Because I, I just I just know and I and, and and I believe it in my heart so wholeheartedly now that this suffering ain't for me. And uh, as bad as it hurts, as bad as as bad as I may wanna throw in the towel, as bad as I may wanna scream and yell and holler, 
I cannot because I got to stand. People are watching me. People people are, are looking to me to see how I can stand under the weight. Can I stand under the glory of God? Can I still praise God even though I'm suffering? Can I still thank God for what he is doing even when it looks so bleak? Can I praise God when it looks like my blessing is on the standstill, but but the suffering and the and the weapons of warfare are coming at me left and right? Can I still stand? Can I still keep going forward in the midst of this suffering? And it comes down to my last scripture, First Peter chapter four, verse fourteen through sixteen, where it says, "If you are insulated, insulted, I mean, because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed." For the glorious spirit of God rests upon you. If you suffer, however, it must not be for murder, stealing, making trouble, or prying into other people's affairs. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. And just just thinking about that scripture, I do have to praise God because I was called from the womb. I was charged in the womb before I ever breathed the breath into this earth, before I ever opened my eyes to see what this life would be. I already had a charge on my life. I already had a mantle that was dropped on me. And, yes, my character has been judged. Yes, I have been assaulted. I have been been mistreated. I have been abused physically, mentally, sexually. I have been beaten down. I have been broken. I have been battered. I've lost so many people in my life who I thought I would get to spend the rest of my life with. And even in that, I still had to keep believing that the mantle on my life was for me and that I was called and that God did appoint me. And even in the midst of all the things that I had to go through, that God did deem me worthy to go for. So even though I'm suffering, in the midst of all of these blessings, I know that God still got me. I know that my suffering is not in vain. I know that my suffering is for the glory of God. I know that my suffering is to save someone else's soul. So I just want to encourage you this morning that in those times where God is blessing you, and it seems like the enemy is trying to come and snatch it back. Keep standing. Keep believing because our suffering is, is not in vain. And those blessings are worth the suffering because whatever God has given to us is not just for us. I know that what God is blessing me with is not just for me. And that's what the struggle is because the enemy knows that I'm going to be obedient to God. I'm going to do exactly what he told me to do. We have ministry to do. We have we have work to do. There's plenty to do in the kingdom. There's plenty of people in the marketplace who need to hear the word of God, who needs to hear the story of salvation through Jesus Christ. But if we're not being obedient to the will of God because we're afraid of the suffering we're going to endure, if we're, because we're afraid of the testing of trials that we're going to come up against, then... We're losing souls in the midst of it because we're worried about ourselves. We're so focused on us. And, like, just to go back, like, to what my cousin, like I said, like, if somebody would have just paid attention, 
if somebody had put aside themselves and said, you know what, that soul is lost. Yeah, her outside look good, but she drowning. Nobody said that. And yes, she had a choice. She definitely did have a choice, and she made her choice. But at the end of the day, those of us who are called by God, we make choices every day not to open our mouth, not to speak the word of God when God tells us to give somebody a message. We choose every day to be silent. We choose every day to be disobedient when God calls us out to do things. Why? Because we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want to look foolish for God. But what if you being foolish for that one moment could save somebody's life? What if you being foolish in that season could bring somebody into salvation? What if your long suffering is to draw someone out of a place where they've been suffering? For so long, what if? So like I said, I just I just want to encourage you to keep praising God in the midst of every test and trial, because your blessing is so much greater than your suffering. Amen.